Howdy everyone, I'm Regal Mortis, and on today's episode of Regal Mortis and Friends, we have Mr. Salazar, artist, friend, a fellow movie buff too, like, this man got me into some of my favorite movies, and maybe he can get you into some of yours. Love the movies, the movies are where it's at. Um, how's it going, Mr. Salazar here. I think if there's anything that I like about movies, it's uh, a good CGI. If we could get a good CGI in there, um, that's where it's at. No Superman CGI. No? No, no Superman CGI. Did you see the Black mustache, Adam? The mustache, what they did with that? I did, I never seen like the Man of Steel movies. Like, well, yeah. oh, it, was, it, was in, um, it was in the Justice League one. But basically... What had happened is his movie that he was doing with Tom Cruise, he had a mustache inside of it, so they had to CGI the mustache off in the actual Superman movie so that it, so that he obviously didn't we didn't see a Superman with a mustache. So do you think Hollywood just hates on mustaches? Why couldn't Superman have a mustache? I don't know. It would be pretty dope if you ask me. If he ha- if he's Superman, doesn't that mean he has super testosterone and <laughs> the dude's walking around like, well, he, and, and I know in the trailers of Man of Steel, Gillette did this thing where they were like, how does Superman shave? Because if he tried one of our razors, it would break. So, like, is it kryptonite steel? I don't know if it ever got addressed in the movie, but I know, like, when he's, like, posing as human, yeah, he, the dude's rocking a beard and everything, and then, like, once he's a Superman, yeah. It's, it's kind of complicated, right? Like, most uh, superheroes, they need to make them exactly how they are in the comic books. They want to stray away from that. Did you watch the new Batman? It was kind of, it was impressive in a lot of different ways because it just showed a new, like a new grittier type, you know, Batman. I, I liked it. I really liked it. Like, I still, like, I think about that movie and I watch it and, like, the perform, like, the Riddler character. How, oh, it was great. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. But, in the sense of a premise of a movie, uh, that movie was well put together. Yeah. But if you try to compare it to The Dark Knight, I'm sorry. Like, it's impossible. It, yeah, it's impossible. The You're Dark not going to be something like that with a... You know, a studded cast that has um, Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger, Christian Bale. Yeah, I mean, these guys were just off the chain, and especially like the. I think the best part of that movie for me was when you notice that the Joker's riding in the back of a cop car, but he's driving from the back seat. Really? Oh, when he's uh, when he's in the when it's like swerve. Is it that one scene? Where he, like, just, like... He's, like, his head's out the window. window like, everything yeah. is, like, super silent. And, like, he's just, like, moving his head back and forth. But if you notice, he's driving from the back seat. Oh, my goodness. That's I never... The, I never... It's the best... It's the be, for me, it's the best part. So, I had... My buddy was... He... So, we were at the bar. And we were talking about Batman. Mm-hmm. As one does at the bar. <laughs> And he was talking about a scene where Christian Bale is having scenes, uh, scenes is having dinner in the scene with um, the guy who plays Two Face, and he says if you pause it at the right moment and you look in the background, 
there's a there's a guy there with like a bunch of curly curly hair and whatnot and they're saying like it's Heath Ledger because he's he's spying on um well he's saying some people are saying like oh he knew who Batman was from the beginning yeah but I was like no no because at one part in the movie he tells he's like for a second when you threw yourself at the girl I really thought you were Harvey Dent and I was like, so it would make sense that he was following Harvey Dent, trying to get into his social circles. True. And I'm like, so no, it's not really that he knows Christian Bale or, you know, Bruce Wayne is Batman. It's more the fact that he was following Harvey Dent, who he thought was Batman. And then later on, you know, maybe come to a realization like he, he he's not or maybe he was maybe Batman. Oh no, it doesn't. Cause yeah, at the yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. No, so you're good. Listen. He's like totally like that role is totally iconic, bro. It, you're never gonna find another Joker like that Joker, and like it's just it was so well put together, so over the top, so many like lines rehearsed for specific things, and it it wouldn't have been as badass as a movie as it was without Heath Ledger in it. That's the. All I know is people hated that Jared Leto Joker. I actually found amusing. I found, like, these different iterations of the Joker. Yeah. I don't take them as, like, a whole, like, that's the definitive Joker. That's what it has to be. Like, I like to take take it as, like, each person's interpretations. Yeah. You know, like, the Batmans as well. Like, and Michael Keaton's Batman's different from Robert Pattinson's Batman and Christian Bale's Batman, who's, oh, you bitch. And that's every movie, though. Like, you want every movie to have its own, like, its own thing. You want it to be special, right? For me, something special about movies is um, it all comes down to how well you play the role. Like, if you're not... If if you can convince me that the role is good, it doesn't matter about CGI. I mean, CGI is badass, like I said at the very beginning. But, like, it really doesn't matter because you just watch, it's kind of like this soothing, soothing thing to watch. It, uh, other people portraying to be who they want to be, you know? And whatever that defies in a role, I guess you would say, that they take on. But, honestly, um, kind of getting off track besides... No, we're we're talking about movie. We can talk about anything, man. It doesn't. There there is no off track here. Yeah, one. I think one. Of, I'll, I'll talk about one of my favorite movies. One of my favorite movies. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's Snowpiercer. The one with the train. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like a really crazy concept that the Earth has pretty much like gone to shit and everything's frozen over, and there's people there's people on a train and it goes from like. The tail end of the train is just these very, like, poor people and or people that, like, never had a chance. And then the very front is, like, people that are being fed, like, really well every single day. And so I'm going to ask you a question. Up there, you know? Yeah, I'm going to ask you a question. Do you want to ruin the movie for the listeners? Because it's been out for quite a while. We can totally ruin it. Oh, yeah, totally. Because the train is powered by children. It's, it's, one of the fucked up parts about the, that movie is when they're eating the protein bars. They eat the protein bars and then, you know, midway in, in the movie you find out that they're like breaching the train and they get into the middle of the train 
and they find a room where like all these bugs and cockroaches are getting ground up and that's the actual protein bars. Those are the bars? That's the nasty, like, so gross. And the people up front are eating caviar? Eating caviar, eating fish, like, eggs, like hard-boiled eggs for snacks. That's that's my go-to snack after the gym. <laughs> hard-boiled? Eggs. I'll get a hard-boiled egg, please. I'll get the tuna can. <laughs> I'll get the tuna straight from the can. <laughs> what about the juice? Oh, I like to do the juice at the end as like a shot. <laughs> take the juice as a shot if you don't mind. Um. So, did you have you seen? So, the guy who directed Snowpiercer, and you're gonna have to forgive me. I, I never watched Snowpiercer, but I watched people break it down. Yeah. Cause the next movie he did after that was Parasite. And I don't know if you've seen Parasite. I, I don't think that I have, to be honest with you. So that one's kind of like Snowpiercer. It's also a, a, a tale about classism. Yeah. But this one is like set in, you know, the modern times. And holy shit, bro, this movie, like, not what I expected it to be. Like, even the wallpaper and, like, the trailer kind of, I was, like, not expecting any... Is it trippy or what? It's not even that it's trippy, it's just the plot just takes this fucking really weird left turn out of nowhere. Yeah. And it just works with the movie and you just keep watching the... Like, I watched it with my parents and my parents don't even, like, watch American movies, you know? Like, yeah. Like, they, uh, yeah, so, like, to watch they're it... like, with, what the fuck is this? Yeah, they really were. <laughs> they're, they're like, this is... And, like, it had no subtitles in Spanish, but they still watched it, and I was explaining everything to them, but it was it was amazing. At the end, they were like, okay, like, that, that was cool. The, other, the only other movie they've liked was Us. It's, it's a, that's a, I don't know, Peel makes some good movies. Did you, did you, um, his newest one, um, Nope. Yeah, that was a pretty, uh, just the concept of how they made like because you think it's like an alien aliens in a ship but it's an actual whole entire alien like the whole yeah it's just so trippy like it, I, I thought it was awesome i thought it was a great concept i was um, shitting myself during the scene when um he thinks like they landed and they're in the the stables oh yeah and, yeah dude it gave me such like signs vibes that i was literally i was on the edge of my seat i've never done that in the movie theater where i'm just like i'm just like yo well another another fucked up part in that movie is the monkey part oh man yeah where he just goes to town yeah he oh man uh I I think I don't know if it was in the in the movie, but does the monkey sign like "I love you" to the kid before the police come in? I don't know if it's "I love you" or if he like it's something that he. I I think in the movie you see it like the him and the kid does it all the time to each other. But I don't because I I would wa I was watching people break it down too and. Somebody who knew sign language is like the last thing like the monkey says to the kid is like Like I love you and I was like down did the did the monkey know like did he knew he was like hey man like <laughs> Like that's why you didn't get your face he could have. He could Oh have. man Dude, so you know, it's a crazy movie. Mm-hmm. Scanner Darkly I Never heard of it. 
Scanner Darkly. Oh my gosh, dude. It's just... You give me the plot rundown. Go ahead. It's, it's like in a small, like, small rundown. Basically, it's this one plant that is being, like, produced, mass-produced. And people are getting it, and it's, like, this, like, special drug, right? And it's based in, like, comic book form, but it looks realistic. I'll show you a trailer after we're done with the, the, the pod here. But, um... So, basically, it's just, like, the... I think a take on the government, like, brainwashing people with this drug. There's so many, like, popular people in it. Like, Keanu Reeves is in it. Oh, damn. Woody Harrelson's in it. Oh, shit. I think Bruce Willis is in it. Scanner Darkly. There's this other movie you told me about back in the day that I didn't watch. That was Requiem for a Dream. Oh, my gosh, man. Requiem for a Dream is a classic basically has like one of the Wayne's brothers in it and Jared Leto and like Jared Leto has a grandma in the movie and so I'll get to her in a little bit but Jared Leto it basically shows him and this one uh, chick that like her boyfriend and girlfriend starting out and um, he ends up knowing one of the one of the Wayne's brothers, I, forget, I, don't, I don't know if it's Marlon, I, uh, something like that. Anyways, long story short, they become like crack addicts and like fiends and stuff. And like, he ends up having to sh- like cut off his arm because it's so infected in this one spot for where he's shooting up all the time. And uh, then his girlfriend like basically just becomes like a whore at the end of the movie. And grandma, like, throughout like the movie it shows like little snippets of her wanting to lose weight wanting to look like you know really fit and stuff and she calls this infomercial that she sees and like gets these pills well they end up being like fucking speed pills that drive her insane and basically it takes her to uh like an insane asylum and shit at the end of the movie it's an it's a it's a fucking like hell of a ride to watch that movie especially now yeah, even now, dude. Like you, like if you showed, if you showed fucking high school kids that movie, or you showed them the movie Kids, they would probably never do crazy shit. Damn. They'd probably be like, nah, I'm good. I don't want to do drugs. I don't want to end up like Jared Leto. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to look like that. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, dude, you gotta check out. That's a great movie. You gotta check that out. Scanner Darkly. Parasite. You you need to watch Parasite if I'll you take, like Snowpiercer. I'll take that into great consideration. Yeah, if you watch, um, if you like Snowpiercer, you'll. I don't know if you if you liked it because of the sci-fi premise. Yeah. You know the whole because this is not there's like no sci-fi in this. This is just like all modern day living, and then I don't yeah, know, just huge left turn. You you kind of don't see, but you kind of do. Yeah, and then like when you rewatch it, when you rewatch it, a whole different like <laughs> if you rewatch Parasite after watching it, you're gonna catch so much shit you didn't catch it like the first. It's it really is one of those movies where you can rewatch it again right after you're done and be like, oh my god, oh my god, and it's yeah. But I don't want to spoil it for no, you. No, no, you're good. Yeah. I have it. I think I have it on Blu-ray. I'll check it out. 
but man so let i want to talk about your artwork how he miss sour here is i i would say he's i like his art i would i want to take a photo and i'll use it as like the wallpaper oh, for yeah, it. Totally. yeah i like his art and i, I want to like promote your show but at the same time Oh yeah, you yeah. totally can. It's gonna be uh, in on January, or this is January coming up, two thousand twenty-three, on the seventh, at five o'clock at the Guard in Ellensburg. It's gonna be fantastico. There's gonna be live music playing, some art for you to check out, twenty different kinds of wine, some beers. People can drink. I'm sure people can go outside and smoke a doobie if they want to do also. And if you are lucky, you might get. Oh. I don't know if that's for me. It's not. No. Okay. Um. <laughs> Hopefully, you might get a chance to meet Mr. Sal, but only if you recognize the the art on the wallpaper, really. And that's probably the only way. Yeah. And the voice. Like, if you can tell that this is my voice when you see me, then you might know. You might know. But his artwork is pretty. It's pretty good. I like it. It's, it's like a mesh of things. Like, it's just things that inspire me. You know, like, er, there, there's inspiration in everything, and like most of my art is just done with, like, the best of love that I can think about. And I love movies. I love actors. I love music. And a lot of the pictures that I have are based around those two things because. Music is something that moves people, and like, I just, I look up to artists like that, and that's where I get like most of my um, influence from when I paint, like, because I like to paint rugged, I don't like to, it to be the most perfect picture, you know, and to be able to portray who somebody is, is I think it's, it's awesome. But yeah, I hope to see you guys there. I hope, uh, I'm sure it will go extremely well. Um, seeing your art, just saying really fast, seeing your art through the years too, like from where you started and where you're at now, like... The progression. Yeah, the progression is, is amazing, man. It really is. Thank you, I appreciate that. And, uh, um... Oh, Hold on here. I'm trying to think. Your style, how long, like, do you think it takes you to whip out, like, on average, how, how, how long does it take you to whip one of these out where you think it's, or is it really finished in your mind? Because I know artists are always like, yeah, I could have done this differently or I could have. No, like, I mean, there's not really a time frame that I have because, like, um, you're right. A lot of artists like to perfect things or come back and, and look at things again. And no matter what I think I'm... Like, every time that I think that I'm done, I'll end up coming back to the picture. Like, the, whether it's the next morning or, like, after a nap or something. And then I'll realize something else that I need to, like, put inside of it. So that, that's, like, constant, to tell you the truth. But I... I love art so much it's so soothing and it, it brings a relaxation you know to uh, my mind and my body at the same time too because 
like I said, that whole relaxation part, like everybody has their own medium on, on what they find that enthuses them and makes them feel, you know, good inside, and that's, art is that for me. Art is your drug, basically? Oh, for sure. Like, it's a definitely natural high, for sure. I love um, just the freeness of it. I'll tell you about my favorite painter. I love Vincent van Gogh's work. Vincent van Gogh, I mean, total, like, you wouldn't you wouldn't think that it came from a grown man, like most of his paintings. And I'm, I'm not making fun of him whatsoever, I'm just saying very interesting, like, stroke pattern yeah just every everything that he does and puts together is it's like a Jackson Pollock painting like if you ever seen that before it's basically just like splash over and over and over again and it's just it's unique you know it was like the very first of its kind I believe it like art was coming out in the um, the 50s at that point it's 50s or 60s in that point in time and super influential influential guy dude yeah I, I took this tour over in Seattle of his artwork and the dude was kind of bonkers I think he cut off his own ear and he, he was just really out there man but I'm glad he was able to like sit down for a couple hours and paint something and leave that to everybody and it, um, this aspect you're talking about Vincent van Gogh is that correct? yeah yeah totally nutty dude totally nutty like you watch some like they have different YouTube videos that you can pull up of him and like just watching him and how he <laughs> just how he talks and his mannerisms and stuff but paintings are super popular man you can't deny that check this out that's, that's one right there one of those Pollock paintings Oh my like goodness. Most, most of his paintings are ranging in like the 10, 10 million up to like $55 million. Oh man. He's one of those new modern day. You, I think you would like The French Dispatch. What's that? That's a, it's a Wes Anderson movie. It has Benicio, uh, Benicio Del, Del Toro. Yeah. And he fucking, um, he's an artist in that one. I think you might be able to relate. Or maybe not, because he's in jail and whatnot. Yeah, I think yeah. that'd be dope. Yeah. Check that one out. Yeah. But he, he fucking... He, the reason I say you might not be relate because he like, falls in love with this prison guard. And it's like, yeah. I don't think that's ever happened to me, where I fall in love with my prison guard. <laughs> <laughs> it's... I mean, you don't want to go to prison in the first place. Yeah, it's for sure. But the way he like the way he breaks down these um, like his newer paintings because he's been painting as a kid. Like he shows his like him as a kid, and oh man, the way it shows the way he ages up is pretty cool. I love the the, the cinematography because they have the young actor playing him, and he's sitting in the jail cell. And, you know, he's like, he's been incarcerated age, you know, 22. And then the old, and then Benicio Del Toro comes in and it's the younger self and he just pats him on the shoulder. And then the <laughs> the younger actor, you know, like, looks up, you know, like grabs his hand, like, and, you know, gives him the chair. 
and then it's Benicio del Toro, and he's and he's sitting down, and he's like, you know, that's yeah. that character is. Yeah, that. I was, I loved it. I really did. Like, it was a very interesting way of just showing him age versus like prosthetics, and then oh, or, or CGI or something. It, like, it's literally just swap. Yeah, um, it's a great, it's a great idea actually. Um, I forgot we were we were talking about how long it, it usually takes you. Uh, to do an artwork, if I'm working on a, like, 18 by 24 canvas, anywhere from six to eight hours. Oh. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, but, you know, finding that time in between a, um, 40 hour, you know, job throughout the week along with the family. And busting out paintings almost every other day is like kind of hard, you know. I have to wait for the family to go to bed, then you're painting all night, paint all night, and work during the day, work during the day. And well, I'm glad you're able to find time for me and my little podcast here. Oh, dude, I really appreciate it. Mr. Salazar's down anytime, you know, and um, I think that this is the first, but this is not the last for sure. So, are you? Do you think you're? You will. You see. I've seen you do commissions. Can I ask how? How much you charge for a commission? Um. Minimum like three hundred bucks. I've sold paintings up to two thousand dollars, but I am minimum three hundred bucks. That's for smaller canvas stuff. Like I'm working on one in my. Uh, I mean, you just gotta see a whole bunch of them right now. Of course, they. By the way, I, listeners, I can't describe them, so I you're gonna get lucky and you get a, a sneak preview of one, and then if you go to the art show, oh, you're gonna love it. You're gonna find all his artwork there. You're gonna love it. Yeah. So take my word for it. Just you'll see one. I'll show you one. Me and him will decide which one, and then from there, if you really like it, or if you're in the area. Either or. Just put it this way, just, you know, before we before we get off this podcast here, just treat yourself to something, right? Doesn't You don't have to come to buy the artwork, just come check it out, have some beers, maybe some wine, hang out with some good people, listen to some great music. I mean, it could be something that... Uh, get out of town, treat yeah, yourself. It could, it could be something your life needs right now, so... With that in mind... Again, January 7th, 5 o'clock, at the Guard, Mellonsburg. Be there or be square. Choo-choo! I got it. I, I really like the Wooly... I'm going to say the names because you can't see them, but I like the Wooly Nelson one. Like, Oh, yeah. I love the Wooly Nelson. <laughs> that one turned out really... That one turned out really well. I do love that one, too. Oh, man. Not to talk myself up, but I did, I did really appreciate that one. As soon as I saw that one, my, it was, yeah, I was like, that one's perfect. All of them, honestly, to me, just looked amazing. And I don't know, how long, when you were doing those, were you doing those, like, one after another? It was just... Uh, yeah, just, well, as, as quick as I could. So, like, I try to bust one out in two days. And that's, like I said, periodic, periodically through, like, times that I have 
actual breaks to do something, you know, from work and then coming home hanging out with the kids and then, like I said, waiting for him to go to bed in order to do the artwork. So about two days a piece for for one one picture and then just consecutively over and over and over and over. Never stopping painting. It's nice to be in a groove. It's nice to like have a routine. Keeps you in check. I would my routine's all all go goofed up. I wanna I wanna ask you, so did you like get yourself into movies as a kid or um, or who like sat down with you and was like Definitely my grandpa. Definitely my grandpa inspired me to just watch different things. He loved like he loved westerns, but he also loved action too. He's a a die hard fan. I mean big time he loved Bruce Willis and but yeah. He's a goat, bro. Him and Nicolas Cage are cemented in my book as like goats. Dude, um, Nicolas Cage has so many like badass movies. Just really random indie movies too that I really love. But he really no, he really does. Like <laughs> he he goes out. There was this movie my buddy showed me, The Color Purple. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I that I, or I live in this. It's not. The, I, I'm I'm getting my names mixed up, everybody. But it, I'm a little Schmidt. It's just throwing that out there. I think it's called The Color Out of Space. It's like a H.P. Lovecraft movie. Okay. And he's in it, and his performance in that was just off the chain. Yeah, like he really goes all out. Like he plays this guy that's really losing his mind and. For like a really good second, I was, <laughs> even though I'm laughing, I really was like, "That's a scary kind of guy." Yeah. And then to go to be, I love. I'm glad that I live in a time that I can go and watch his new work now. Yeah. And then go like next movie. My buddy's like, "Well, if you liked him in that, bro, check out Snake Eyes." <laughs> and I'm and I'm really like, I've never heard of Snake Eyes, and he's like, he was like. Oh, the guy who directed Scarface. Yeah. That's that's one of his movies, and he's really good at using up space. That's what he was pointing out. Like, the whole... Everything's just jam-packed full of shit. Like, there's always something to look at in his movies. Yeah. I think it's, like, Brian Del Palmer. But he... So, we're watching... We're, I'm watching it, and, the, like, the whole, even the, like, wallpaper of him, Nick Cage just, like, says... <laughs> He's just like that, doing something with his hands and just looking at the camera. <laughs> I could not get enough of this movie. It was it was amazing. Yeah, he's a great great actor, that's for sure. And he's not afraid to laugh at himself. Even his his newer one, um, the massive of talent, where it's just parody of himself, and he's the main character. Like, come on, who oh. else is gonna do that? Tom Cruise isn't going to do that. I've heard of that one. I need to check that out. What do you think of Tom Cruise? Uh, I think he's... He has, he has, like, hit and miss stuff. Like, but I'm not going to say that he's, like, the best of the best. Like I said, he has some cool stuff every once in a while. He's coming out on, like, his, what, 27th Mission Impossible here pretty soon. <laughs> Oh man, but they're good, man. They're they're his <laughs> fast it's and furious. Yeah, they're his fast and furious. You know, if you're gonna, 
<laughs> you gotta go big. You gotta, yeah. you gotta go big. Go I just don't know why Vin Diesel right now hasn't cashed in on the whole family thing. Like, imagine this. And if anybody steals this idea, I'm gonna sue. Vin Diesel walking out, and he's walking out of the store, and he's like, "Hey, I'm Vin Diesel. You already know that. This holiday season, you know what? Nothing stronger." The family. <laughs> and then whatever brand you wants to roll with that. Do it. Do it. Because it's like, come on. Or this, just have him buy a Christmas tree and be like, this holiday season, nothing beats family. family. <laughs> or, and then just like have him like. Stay farm. Yeah. Nothing beats family. Yeah. And when you, exactly. Like I just. But I guess he has to be a respectable actor. Do you though? No, I mean no, you. You've seen, yeah, you've seen John Cena go from WWE superstar. Have you seen The Wire? Yeah, it, it, so, but he, dude, his role in uh, the Suicide Squad, the new. It's it's not the Suicide Squad, but his own, his own fucking. Julian Space in right now, but he has his own show. Oh, Peacemaker. Yes, dude, that was hilarious. Did you ever watch that? I've seen clips of it, and I oh, was... Dude. Uh, his acting's come a long way. Dude, it's so fucking hilarious. Like, it's so fucking funny. I could not stop laughing. I can't wait until they come out with, like, season two. Or I hope that they do, because... Every... Every fucking episode is so hilarious to me. I'll, I'll watch it tonight. Dude, yeah. just try the first episode, and then you're just gonna you're gonna be hooked. So there's the show The Wire from way back in the day. I don't know if it's '90s or 2000s. So there's two characters. I feel like today, if you remake it, you could have them play those characters, mm -hmm. and it would still work. And that's John Cena as McNulty, <laughs> and, and Tyler the Creator as Wood Harris's character. They could work. And it would just, they look so alike. I know both these people have the acting chops to do it. Like, yeah. it would work. And then it would, I feel like it would work a lot for John Cena. For people to be like, oh shit, John Cena's doing a serious role. He's not just Peacemaker. He's not, but because McNulty does that, he bridges that gap. He goes from being, you know, wisecracking smart cop to like, do this, you know, cracking jokes with like your average dude you Joe, know yeah. yeah and i'm like john cena could do that and he's a cop so you know it has to be buff so and that explains his physique maybe not all the way but like that's why he's in good really good shape and then tyler the creator as wood harris's character for me that just works so well because they look alike and like every time i'm watching the show i i just vision tyler there and it, it works so well. And if you just, like, do it for a modern audience, it would work. Because they're, like, like oh, man. The very capabilities are there. Yeah, it's just there. Yeah. And you just have to get a couple of, like, good good writers from these newer shows and whatnot just to adapt it to, like, this time. And yeah. I would say you got, like, a... Spot on. Yeah, like, if Warner Brothers doesn't pick that up and put it on HBO Max or something, especially with them remaking a bunch of shit nowadays, it's like, why wouldn't you do that? Yeah, for sure. Man. But, but speaking of The Wire, 
that show for me right now is like I'm hooked. It's it's really good. I this whole back and forth of the cops and everything. The word don't get me wrong, super awesome stuff, but like if you're if you like like Dungeons and Dragons stuff, like right now that um that new Lord of the Rings thing. It's a series that came out. Oh, on Amazon? It's freaking awesome. Like, the CGI in it is just, like, so beautiful. Well, well put together. Awesome premise, too, for the whole entire series. And then House of Dragons was... is pretty sweet, also. I didn't know you were a LARPer, Mr. Sal. Dude. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I, I want to buy a longsword. I think... It's, <laughs> it's the fucking coolest. Dude, I'm down. Like, I think, yeah, they're... I, I watched this one dude on YouTube, and he breaks down why the longsword's cool. Like, I like katanas, too. Yeah. But he breaks down why the longsword, and he's like, see, your katanas are made for duels. They're made to actually, like, just one-on-one. And after one duel, like, your blade usually gets, like, scuffed up. Like, they're more, like... For like show than yeah. practicality versus the longsword, which was all practical and no, like maybe if you got like a really cool looking one, but they're they're the they're same and like even the most basic ones just they do such a great job of what they need to do. Yeah, and then like everything, he's like, if someone has this, if they like you know like let's say your opponent's taller than you, but you have the longsword, guess what? Now you have reach. Boom. Yeah. Dead. You're. Yeah, the way the way you break it down. So I've been being. I want on a. I want a LARP with. <laughs> I think it'd be, that'd be pretty dope, actually. Yeah, because there's this game I play. It's called Elden Ring, and on that, it's supposed to be a really hard game, but I'm, I'm almost platinum on it. When I tell people that, they look at me and they're like, "You have no life." <laughs> and I'm just. I'm just like I just really like the game and. I have just my character. I got him so strong where he just carries a long sword in each hand. I don't even have a shield. A big part. You just of it. massacre. Yeah, I just. <laughs> you just massacre with swords. Your shields are the swords. Yeah, I, and then I just upgraded his ability to move around. So it's just I'm like you, I'm MC Hammer in that bitch. Can't touch. Me. <laughs> I think this has been a great, great little run for. I usually have cards, so I usually have these cards I throw out that we could we could riff on stuff. I don't care about your politics or anything, so we could talk <laughs> about politics too. Like I have just a bunch. I I actually wanted to throw a couple movies at you, r- really quick before we go. Okay, go ahead. Um, I love Paul Thomas Anderson. Okay. And I'm gonna just throw these out and see if you've seen them. So his first one's Heart Eight. Have you seen Heart Eight? No. Okay. Second one. You've seen this one, Boogie Nights? Of course. Uh, after Boogie Nights, Magnolia. Tom Cruise. Yes, yeah. Punch Drunk Love, Adam Sandler. Oh, of course. Emily. Okay. Uh, after Punch Drunk Love, what? The Master, Joaquin Phoenix, Philip C. Hoffmore. Haven't seen it. I'm going to have to check it out. Um, after that one, There Will Be Blood, Dan, of course, dude, Dan, Dan Day Lewis. Uh, and then after there will be oh Phantom Thread. Haven't seen it. Uh, that was the last movie Daniel Day Day Lewis did. He, after that, he said he's retired and he hasn't done a movie since. 
And uh, let me tell you, this movie, it's not even really, like, about, like, much, but I love it. I really do. Yeah, Phantom Thread. And then his, after Phantom Thread, uh, why am I spacing on these? Licorice Pizza? That, That was controversial. That one came out a couple years back. It was super, oh, Inherent Vice. Yeah. Another hot queen. Yeah. Yeah. Inherent Vice, 2012. Okay, so I think for you it's just Licorice Pizza, Heart Eight, and Phantom Thread. I'll check them out. No, no, no. I have them on Blu-ray, so I'll let you borrow it. Perfect. Yeah. But anywho, thank you so much for being a guest. Dude, again, Mr. Salazar signing out. Yeah. Next time I'm gonna have more structure to this, but thanks to all to all of you for listening. And fuck off.